0: This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. The internet has never been more present in our daily lives. We work, shop, play and interact with family and friends online. But more Australians are falling victim to online scams than ever before. The Australian Government's Stay Smart Online Week reminds consumers of how we can stay safe on the net. Reports of cybercrime in Australia are on the rise. The Australian Competition and Consumer Commission's annual Targeting Scams report shows a 47% increase in reporting of scams in 2016, with Aussies losing $300 million and almost half of those reporting cybercrimes are people aged over 55 years old. With cybercrime activities costing Australia more and more, it has become a government agenda to raise awareness and protect its community. Interpol identifies two kinds of cybercrime. Firstly, advanced, which are attacks against computer hardware and software. Secondly, cyber-enabled crime, in which traditional crimes such as fraud, Crimes against children and terrorism are transformed with the Internet. Richard Davies, technical director in the Asia-Pacific region at Context Information Security, says one of the trending cybercrimes is social engineering, a psychological manipulation. Mr Davies says even straightforward, hard-luck stories can easily fool people.
1: Basic scams, they call them, one of them, the love scam, where um, someone uh, pretends to be a boyfriend, effectively, um, and then requests money, and then quite often the individual can get sucked into it. slowly develops over time, and they end up giving out a large amount of money, so several hundred thousand dollars sometimes.
0: In May this year, the impact of ransomware was felt across the globe. The so-called WannaCry ransomware attack affected systems in 150 countries, including Australia. Melbourne's Cyber Security Hub Director of Threat Intelligence, Stas Vyshtynski, explains the growing threat of ransomware.
2: Someone would in- encrypt all your documents, all your family photos, then ask some uh, not very high amount of money to decrypt it and get it back to you. A lot of people, they, they would pay because entire family history could be wiped out.
0: Stas Vyshtynski says a way to spot cyber fraud is to use your common sense.
2: Like in, you know, in the real life, if something is too good to be true, that's most probably an attempt to do, to defraud you. If someone will come to you and tell, this is, I know the place where for $100 they will give you the latest iPhone, you would not probably walk in that dark alley. If you get similar emails from absolutely unknown place, you shouldn't be clicking on any links or running any files coming there.
0: At the time, the minister in charge of cybersecurity, Dan Tien, says WannaCry was an important reminder to keep software up to date.
2: I think it is a real wake-up call for all of us, uh, and my hope is that what it will lead to is more urgency and more focus from departmental heads and agency heads at the government level, from boardrooms at the business level, and from individuals and families of the need to make sure you're doing everything you can to keep yourself cyber secure.
0: Millions of credit card payments are processed online every day. The Australian Payments Network's latest report shows that 78 percent of card fraud in Australia occurs online. APN's Chief Executive Dr Leila Fouri says cardholders should be vigilant with payments big or small. What we see is that fraudsters Take small amounts, and these increase over time. And what customers should certainly be doing is looking for the small amounts on their bills that don't make sense and that are unfamiliar. Context Information securities. Richard Davies works with businesses to raise awareness about cybercrime. Educating individuals about risky phishing emails has short-term success.
1: The results that we found have been quite interesting. For, for campaigns that are conducted every sort of two or three months, There is an increase in awareness and therefore a decrease in the number of users interacting with these emails. But if you wait a whole year and run the similar exercise again, the results are almost exactly identical to the original one, indicating that the users haven't really increased any awareness or they've just forgotten it over time.
0: When English is not your first language, understanding cybercrime can be an additional challenge. Stas Vylstinski recently ran Cybercrime Talk for a Melbourne-based Russian Jewish community group, he says educating people is key.
2: It's very important for non-English speaker and migrant communities to get educated around cyber safety, cybersecurity. The society around us doing so much business online, doing it unsafe or not doing it will only increase the disadvantage that those communities may face in life. If we can help to educate them and to keep them safe online, that will bring benefits to
1: everyone
0: yet going online already implies surrendering some of your private information. Richard Davies advises to start with simple online hygiene.
1: From an end-user perspective, I would say that the most important thing is probably to have a healthy scepticism when it comes to interacting with emails, phone calls, etc. There are a few good sources of, of information online that list sort of the, the most common scams that are happening at the moment. Um, the other one, to be honest, keeps software up to date. I mean, it doesn't always help, but it generally does protect against things like the watering hole attack, where you're visiting a, a common website which has been hacked, um, which will then look to target plugins and vulnerabilities in your web browser.
0: Find advice and tips on how to protect yourself on the government's Stay Smart Online website.